All right, I hustled back from the hospital to let you know this. You know how yesterday I said this weekend was going to be Jaden Rashada weekend? Well, not so fast. I'll tell you exactly what that means right here on the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are Locked On Ole Miss, your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. I am your host, Stephen Willis, and thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications of new videos, and, of course, upvote the video itself. Also, I want to let you know, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Um, so this show is kind of brought to you by Rock Auto. So, all right. So we built up yesterday about this being Jaden Rashado re- weekend. He's been set to recruit or commit on June 18th for a while now. And it was just, you know, he had three teams earlier and then he added four more. And you, you thought that he was going to commit one of those seven at some point. Now, he's been to Ole Miss four times. He has visited Ole Miss four times. Now, the NIL monsters, they exist in this scenario. Understand that. It's not going to be a traditional old-timey recruitment. NIL is going to play a factor in it. Um, Florida has pushed, and there's even like RPMs and crystal balls coming in for him to Florida. But the fact that he is not committing tomorrow to Florida is a good thing. Um, the rumor is he is going to visit Miami. Um, they're another NIL monster, and they'll have an opportunity to match what is going on. So, we will see how this goes. This is actually good news for Ole Miss. I think if he was going to commit tomorrow, he was going to commit to Florida. That's all that I've been hearing. This gives Lane Kiffin an opportunity for resilience to go push through and do all the things he's known for and hopefully get Jaden Rashada's retention and get him to Oxford. If not, though. Just like I told you yesterday, it's not the end of the world. In high school recruiting, the goal was to finish in the top two. I think Ole Miss with Jaden Rashada is going to finish in the top two. I think whoever Jaden Rashada picks, if he does not pick Ole Miss, Ole Miss will be number two. And it is important to be number two in this environment of college football because after an 18 or a 19-year-old has an 18 or a 19-year-old thing happened to them, um, they're going to go down the list, and nine times out of ten, they're going to go to number two on that list. That's how we got Zach Evans. Exactly what happened. He went to TCU, an 18, 19-year-old thing happened. He ended up at Ole Miss. So, we will see exactly how that um, um, goes. The kid from Tuscaloosa, I think, is set to commit on Sunday. He becomes the next... Um, commitment. There's a kid from up in the um, in North Carolina that's committing next week as well. This is a busy time of year commitments, and it kind of makes sense. People that want to get it over and done with before football season, um, this gives them a window to do that. Um, but I'll see exactly what he does next week. John Garcia will be back on the show. We'll have him next week, and he will talk about Jane Rashada and be able to fill everybody in of what's going on because. 
Um, he really sounds like he knows what's going on in this recruitment when next to nobody else does. And remember, if anybody has what they say is a concrete thought or an idea about Jaden Rashada, immediately discount them. I don't think anybody knows what's going on. I think he's told everybody what they want to hear, and then he will just come and put on a hat, essentially, on commitment day. But his commitment has been pushed from June 18th to June 26th. So that's eight days, so that's um, a week from Sunday. And uh, we'll see exactly what he does. But the potential is there for him to go to Ole Miss. If he goes to Ole Miss, I will not be surprised. If he goes to Florida or Oregon or Miami or Texas A&M, I will not be surprised. This is a different world we live in now. There's no real way that we can um, say anything about that. This is a different world right now. And whenever you say um, what's going on, everybody just blanket says NIL. But that's not the whole story. In this hyperbolic environment that we live in now, it, it, there's no way. Everything's either extremely good or extremely bad. And there's nothing in between. But NIL and the transfer portal is kind of right down the middle. The only people that are really pushing back against it are people that, like if you're a national writer in college football, there's 120 teams in Division I. You can't process all that information. You need some things that are always there, always good. So you have Alabama, you have all that. Like if you look at it like 1990 to 2010, Notre Dame was in the top 10 preseason every year. Did they finish there? Not a chance. But they were there. Why were they there? Were they really that good? No. It's just because writers that are doing these polls do not have the time or the memory capacity to actually know about everybody. So there's certain solids that always have to go in there. Like right now, um, Alabama and Georgia, even Texas, you see Texas coming back in now into the top five. It's because they're not exactly all well-versed, so they take an educated guess. And if it works out, great. If it doesn't, there's no consequences. So that is how blue bloods actually happen because the narrative of them saying H in every year also helps them recruit at an easier level which in turn makes them a little bit better than everybody else, which in turn makes them a blue blood. But the beginning of that is that narrative. In 2001, Alabama was always talked about. Alabama wasn't that good. It's just the way it worked out, but it works out now. But you'll see this when people are tier ranking programs where they perceive them. And you will see that there's, there's programs that just don't fit. There's a perception that they deal with um, and in ways that they make it easier. And whenever they do these, like, um, I think it was the Stuart Mandel tier list, whenever they do that, it's essentially for their own mind. It's so they can categorize teams of how they're going to cover them in the future. You can look at that list and let's say Jackson Dart throws for 350 and beats Kentucky, and Ole Miss is 5-0. Well, in the minds of the national reporter, 
they'll look down as like, should we make a big deal out of this? Okay, they're in the exact middle, not really. Let's wait a little bit longer than that. So it's, it's a way for them to determine effort and to basically memorize, minimize memory usage. It, I mean, it's, it's an interesting thing and I get it, but it is what it is. But Jane Rashada is pushing back his commitment date uh, about eight days. Um, I still expect either Florida or Miami. I do think Ole Miss is going to finish in the top two. I think whoever they pick, he picks, Ole Miss will either be number one or number two. That that's just my opinion. But we'll talk about talk to John Garcia next week as we prepare for that to happen. BetOnline is your number one source for all your sporting bets or your betting stats and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, news, odds including this year's basketball championship matchup, the NHL um, Stanley Cup, Major League Baseball, and of course the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. Um, I think betting-wise, um, to win the College World Series, I think Ole Miss is fifth at the moment. Um, I've seen them have the best odds to win, but BetOnline has them at fifth right now. Um, ahead of Auburn, so I guess Ole Miss would be the betting favorite in that first game. And that second game against Stanford and Arkansas is going to be really difficult as well. But it should be really interesting to see. If you have any questions about BetOnline, go to BetOnline.net and look at the NCAA futures. BetOnline, where the game starts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. Um, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Tune in um, to iTunes. <coughs> Rate and review us there. Five-star review. You can say whatever you want to say. Just leave a five-star review. And that'll help. We got a, um, also a survey. I think lockdownpodcast.com/survey. Um, that is going to help us make the podcast even better. Um, if you do that, you will be entered into a chance to win one of ten hundred dollar Ticketmaster gift cards. Give that a call. Lockdownpodcast.com/survey. Now, okay, College World Series tomorrow. We got the live show tomorrow night. Looking forward to that. But College World Series tomorrow. How are you taking the day before that game? This is obviously the biggest game of the season. Obviously. Uh, But how are you taking this in? Are you the type of person that is taking everything in? Or was that 2014 for you? Is this something to where, okay, we finished third or whatever in 2014. Let's do better this year. Is, is that the way you're viewing it? Is, is it? Are you looking at it as, well, the season has has really um, met expectations to this point, 
Um, so it doesn't really matter what happens Saturday night. And I, you know, Ole Miss has at least two games left. They're in the middle. It's a regional and a super regional. And for people that do not understand, it's like a four-team regional on their side of the bracket. If Ole Miss wins that, they'll play a super regional against the champion of the other side. Now, when I look at the College World Series teams, uh, I see it as interesting. You go to our side of the bracket. You got Stanford and Arkansas in the first game. You got Ole Miss and Auburn in the nightcap. The Ole Miss and Auburn is the last of the first set of games. Okay. Um, today on Friday you have I think Texas and Notre Dame, and then you have Oklahoma and Texas A&M. Now, that side of the bracket is unbelievably, unbelievably interesting to me because Texas, Texas A&M, and Oklahoma on the same side of the bracket. Add in the Notre Dame, but Notre Dame usually has like football hate, you know, for everybody. But if you take that, you got the Red River Shootout people. You got Texas, Oklahoma. You've got um, Texas and Texas A&M, all of which are going to be SEC schools in the coming years, perhaps as early as 2024. And you just look at it and you're like, man, that that has the chance to be an explosive side of the bracket. Now, you've got the Hispanic Titanic, which is a name that I absolutely hate because I guess the Titanic sank. And 31 home runs is very impressive. Good for him. But I just I just hate that nickname, Hispanic Titanic. Um, Texas A&M and their five-hour games are going to be playing. Oklahoma and their closer, who is basically channeling Kenny Powers. It has a chance to be really interesting. And Notre Dame, America's team, who took out Tennessee uh, in Knoxville as we speak. So, I I don't know. I, I don't know. That side of the bracket, there's a bunch of teams that come, could come out. I like the way Texas A&M plays. I think they play so slow it gets under your skin. I think they have a chance to have an absolute war with Texas, and I think the regional final will probably be A&M in Texas. The winner gets the championship series. Now, if you go over to Ole Miss's side of the bracket, I really like Arkansas against Stanford. I don't know why. Um, Stanford has a field from, like I said, night or 1850. Their foul ground there is absolutely ridiculous, and I think that contributes to their pitching staff's ERA. And because of that, I, I don't really know how good they are. As a team, as an ERA, I, I, I just, I, I don't know. Arkansas likes to hit the long ball. They they are not offensively, I think, a fit for that park, um, which is Charles Schwab Field, I think now. It was TD America Trade, um, but now it's Charles Schwab Field. But it'll be interesting. I really like Arkansas in that first game. Um, I like um, Ole Miss in the Ole Miss-Auburn game, and um, the regional final will be the biggest game of the season. Ole Miss and Arkansas. The winner of that one has the utmost advantage going into the regional final. Um, if Ole Miss wins, they basically get to um, pitch Dylan DeLucia again because of the break um, that they're going to get because of the teams coming through the loser's bracket. So it, it seems seems like it, a thing that would work for me. It, I'm, I'm okay with it working. Um, but the path in Omaha is the path everywhere else. Win the first two games. Third game, 
put it together and roll it out and let's figure out what's going on. But that is the path to get into the championship series. So this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you'll need. Why endure the often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto parts need. If they got it, you can do it yourself. It's going to be good. And trust me, if you're looking on how to repair something, my wife repaired the park lock mechanism on a Chrysler 300 just on a whim. I didn't even know it was happening um, about 10 years ago. It's all on YouTube. YouTube can show you exactly how to do it. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on on their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Tom Vanderford next. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, you can also hit the bell for notifications when new videos are posted, which happens quite frequently, and upvote the video itself. That is the way to go. I am here with Tom Vanderford for his weekly segment talking Ole Miss sports. And for June 16th, not a lot's going on right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I uh, put a little post on Twitter that the crow tasted good. And, of course, Vandegrift had to like it. Hmm. Uh, but but I'm glad. I'm glad that they're there. I, You know, I, I hesitate to say it because I don't want to be a jinx, but they they remind me a lot of Mississippi State's team last year. You know, they they weren't you know world beaters. They just got really hot there in the super regionals and in the World Series. And hopefully, when we have our post game pod Saturday night, we'll uh, hopefully we'll have some something good to talk about. Yeah, exactly. And Zach Blackerby said he was going to stop by for a little bit for the Auburn locked on host. So we'll have good deal. Yeah, have him in there as well. So it should be a lot of fun. Like 30, 45 minutes of just what happened yeah. to the point. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh gosh, yeah, I, I do too. I, I look forward to interacting with the with the other folks that are are you know your weekly guests. Yeah, and as well. I, in the last forty eight hours, I've gotten fifty five subscribers. Dude, I know. I. I yeah. I saw where it went over a thousand. I'm like, yes, yes. Yeah, because so, that means that's just the beginning. That means post game live for football season's happening. Now we're doing the Omaha thing. Should be a should be uh, a little bit of fun. Yeah, should be a little yeah, bit of fun. I think so. I think so. You know, uh, I'm not a I'm not the basketball guru, but Coach Yo got a, a commit today uh, from a young lady from South Carolina that looks to be the real deal and. Uh, you know, we got Bryson Sanders to commit mm-hmm. to us, and uh, 
that's a solid pick right there. He had a really good offer list. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, just s- somebody I don't not real sure who did an interview with him. Um, and I listened to that, and I was real excited to hear what it has to say. And they just asked a bu- bunch of inane questions, and yeah. you, you you just can't take anything from it. And that's what I try to do um, whenever I'm interviewing somebody. Is it might only be four questions, but I like to think it'd be four questions that people want to hear about. Um, right. People, well, and pe- the person actually wants to answer. Yeah. You know, instead it, it, of rambling on and on and on. Is, is a hot dog a sandwich? That type question. That that drives yeah. me absolutely nuts. Yeah, that's a that's a Mike Leach that's a Mike Leach question. Is a hot yeah. dog a sandwich? You know? Now I would probably <laughs> I would probably ask Mike Leach that question if I had the opportunity yeah. to do it. I'd, I, yeah. He is I, the one person I would care about his answer on that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> National treasure, man. National treasure. Mm. So, um, let's see. Oh, Jaden Rashada pushed his commitment from Saturday to a week from Sunday. So, it's an eight-day I, I push. Still think, I still think we get him, man. He hasn't went on an official to Cal. He hasn't went on an official to Oregon. I think he's going uh, to Miami. Up big, we locked up Big Brother. He may go to Miami, and Miami's got tons of cash. Mm-hmm. So, that's something to look at. Uh, I'm just hoping that that we uh, we can match it because I think he's uh, he's a generational quarterback. Yeah, I think I could be wrong. He could flop, but I think he's a generational quarterback. Yeah, whether he goes to Ole Miss or not, Lane Kiffin made the right decision going all in on him over Arch Manning. That's a I weird agree. position to take for somebody from yeah. Ole Miss, you know, doing that. But yeah. Jane Rashada has a chance to be really, really special. He does, and uh, and uh, if I didn't have red and blue glasses on, I'd say he's the number one quarterback in the country. Of course, you know, it's hard to say that when there's a Manning uh, there as well. But I mean, if you just go to the different sites, you go to Huddle, you look at these guys' film. This kid's the real deal. Yeah, and 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 like I said this is not sour grapes on Arch Manning at all I, if whether it goes to Ole Miss or goes anywhere else I, that it just doesn't bother me what what actually does bother me is the number one player in the country not doing Elite 11 my whole yeah. motto my whole motto is when I was on staff with Coach O this yep. was said over and over again competitors compete exactly mm. exactly that's like when somebody doesn't want to go to the combine Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you've got a slow 40 time. I get it. Mm-hmm. Or you can't do so many reps. Or it, There's a reason that, mm-hmm. that they don't go to the combine if they're an elite person. Um, but Major red flag. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or maybe maybe he's like, you know, I'm March Manning. I don't think I've got anything to prove. Uh, who knows? But, but I do know that uh, Rashada would be a uh, – a, a huge get, and I think we would. I think we would have what I call the Eli Manning effect. You know, when Eli committed, we got some other people that we weren't really going to get. And I think if Rashada did that, I think that would push some of these kids uh, towards us. Yeah, um, a- absolutely. Uh, 
I'm just sitting here thinking about the quarterback class and that how risk averse we have become as a society to the point um, we made the college world series and that's great and it is probably because of this but just canceling a game with Arkansas State because there could be potentially negative impacts of playing it uh, yeah sitting out a bowl game because you're worried about your draft status not going to the combine it's so risk averse now that it's really just zap the fun out of following sports. And everybody's like, well, I'm pro player. You know, everybody's pro player. You can't watch sports and not be pro player. But there's a certain point where there needs to be an obligation to compete. To compete. And it should be punished when you don't. I agree. And, and you know, I, uh, I actually got a kind of a chuckle out of Coach Leach. I hate to bring him up again on an old Miss side, but they asked him why he didn't go uh, why he didn't go to the Pro Day in Mississippi State, and he says, well, none of them wanted to play in a bowl game, so I didn't feel the need to support them at the Pro Day. <laughs> he just laid it out there, you know? That is such a solid quote. Oh my goodness. That is such yeah. a solid quote. Yeah, but I tell you, I, I sure am. I sure am fortunate to have uh, Coach Kiffin, mm-hmm. um, uh, and and the and the the marketing thing that, like you said, it's probably his daughter doing with Juice Kiffin. It's amazing, you know. I mean, I don't know if you saw the tweet today, but he's like, "Hey, all I do is is make recruits happy, and and my dad gives me treats. That's my job." <laughs> yeah. And and eventually it probably won't happen now, but when Lane Kiffin gets into his fifties, yeah. I think he's gonna teach a class on social media in college. He should. Yeah. He should. It, I mean he's because he's a genius on that medium yeah. and Juice Kiffin absolutely proves that because it might be his daughter doing it, but yeah. it's with his advice. Oh of course. Of yeah. course. You know, that's why I think that's why we're in the game for people like Jalen Rashad. I'm sure that Lane said, talk to Matt Corral, you know, talk to Jalen Hurts, talk to talk to all these guys, you know, go talk to Blake Sims, talk to these guys and and see what the, you know, talk to Coker. I know Coker's not an NFL quarterback, but it was a miracle what he did with Coker at Alabama. Oh, uh, speaking of after, Alabama. After we beat them, huh? Speaking of Alabama, Lane Kiffin recruited Jalen Hurts, Tua, and Mac Jones. That's all correct. of those all of those wide receivers were recruited by Lane Kiffin. Yeah. I mean, their whole dynasty and the, what they're thought of right now, I think is largely due to um him. Yeah, oh yeah, it, offensively it, for sure. Yeah. And t- from 2014 on it, it was basically yeah. Lane Kiffin, but what he did in that rod receiver room when they had Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith and um, can't remember his name, you know, Henry Ruggs and four yeah. went longest yard on us. And yeah. who's the other guy? The guy that went to Denver. Uh, I hate to say it, my mind's blown. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's. You know, anyway, you just, I, I can't even think of them, but there's just tons of them, tons mm-hmm. of them. And, he, you know, he 
Yeah, he. You know, I mean, you you give you give credit for the defense to the goat, but the mm-hmm. offense and the turnaround and the embracing of a more wide open instead of that basic old pro style offense that they were running at Alabama. That that's totally Kiffin. I mean, Saban even gives credit to yeah. to Kiffin on the the offensive changes. Yeah, it's it's absolutely nuts. Now, before we get out of here, uh, yeah. tell me how you are going to handle Saturday night. I'm afraid I'm a jinx, so I'm probably going to follow the game on Twitter and record it, (laughs) kind of like I did for the Sugar Bowl, and uh, if if we win, I'll probably watch it six or seven times this weekend, and and, and if unfortunately we lose, it it may be a while before I watch it, you know, (laughs) I'll just follow it on Twitter. I'm just so afraid I'm a jinx, man. <laughs> I hear you. Um, this is my plan for Saturday. I'm going to wake up early, sign up for Cosmic Rewind at Epcot, and I'm going to go to Epcot. I'll be there at Epcot to be at Epcot till about noon. Then I'll go to Cracker Barrel to celebrate going to Epcot because that's a weird tradition that we have. From there, we'll come here in time to see the first College World Series game, the Arkansas Stanford game. Yeah, uh, and then go straight into the Ole Miss um, Auburn game, and then after we'll be doing post game live. But Saturday for me is going to be pretty jam packed, and I'm going to sleep for a little bit of a lot of time. Um, oh, I completely, yeah, I completely understand. Me too. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. I, you know, um, definitely. I, I do think that you know the committee kind of hosed the SEC having three of the four teams on one side being from the SEC, I mean, you know, us, Auburn, and Arkansas, and then slapping A&M on the other side with everybody else. I think it's guaranteed a Texas versus an SEC team. I think that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, I I think that's what they're trying to do. But watch out for A&M, you know. They're a pretty good team. Yeah, it might take them five hours to play a game. It's a real deal. Yeah, Yeah. wouldn't it be be awesome for, you know – us to beat Texas, I mean that would that would exercise all of Mike Bianco's demons. Yes, in a regional, a regional, a super regional, and 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 the World Series if we were to beat Texas in the finals. And if I'm not mistaken, in 2005 when Texas won it all, they Ole Miss was the team that they beat in the super regional, and that was our yeah. first super regional. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So yep. it should so be we've pretty good. We've already exercised the Miami Demon, and we've already exercised the Arizona Demon. You know, Arizona was was most recent. I love that. Yeah. That 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 twenty two run showing that. Oh man, I love that because they they rubbed that, it into us so much last year. Yeah, and we got Miami too. Yeah, yeah, we got Miami. Yeah, yeah. You know, we lost that super regional to Miami at home years mm. ago. So. Hopefully it's like this is a Weeks. way for him to exercise all of his demons and us end up with a nice national championship trophy. Yeah, it was like um, Jamil Weeks for Miami was Barry Bonds circa 1992. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. 
Um, now make your second listen to Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast. Raphael Barlow, Richard Strayman, Sam Ferris, Leif Thulin. Give fans an in-depth look at the biggest prospects, the latest player rankings, and, of course, big boards. Follow the Locked On NBA Big Board every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Tom, thank you so much. Enjoy this weekend, and I will see you Saturday night, man. Yes, sir. You have a good one, and hotty toddy. Howdy toddy.